This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. When you're young, it's pretty easy not to think about retirement or even give a thought to superannuation. But in recent weeks, a number of new rulings have been made about super that impacts us here and now. And joining us to help us understand all of this is Gemma Acton, finance editor at The Seven Network. Good morning, Gemma. Morning. How are you, Sam? I'm doing well. Now, I'm casting my mind back to when I was in school. It was a while ago now, but superannuation wasn't really taught at school. And I kind of feel like it must be something that young people should learn about. Why is that the case? I think you're absolutely right. Uh, It's because uh, it compounds. So if you start off on the right foot with your money in a good fund that's earning decent money every year and all your money is together, so you're only paying one set of fees, it can actually add up to quite a lot by the end of your working life. If you're not, if you're if your money's spread out over several different funds, you're paying several different sets of fees, you're with a fund manager who takes too much of, of your return through their fees, then you can end up with substantially less. And we're talking tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars um, at the end of the average working Australian's life. So it's really critical to start up on the right foot. Now, there have been some changes recently by the federal government, the, the biggest changes they've said in, in years uh, in the super world. Can you tell us about the important things we need to know about these changes? Absolutely. So I think the most important one with, re- with regards to young people is uh, what they're calling state clean. And this basically means before every time that you moved jobs, you would get a new super fund. So if you're with your first employer, just say they're with Host Plus, you moved to your second employer, they're with Australian Super. Third employer is with REST. That means you suddenly have three different super funds and you have to actively consolidate them all and fill out a lot of paperwork to to get all your money in the same place. Now, whichever fund you start with, so whichever one your first employer has, you will take that with you to all your future jobs. And so this is really key because it means you won't be having multiple funds, you won't be paying multiple sets of fees. So overall, it's a really uh, good development. Uh, The one concern is if you are put into a pretty ordinary fund to begin with, you're going to be stuck with that for your next few jobs. Now, you're not stuck with it because you definitely can any day of the week pick up the phone and move to any other fund you like, but you just need to remember to do that. Mm. So really good development, but just keep an eye on how that particular fund that you're stapled to from the start is doing. And I believe that there's also uh, an extra expectation on funds to report to you that your super's performing. Yeah, this this is another big development. So um, as of this year, all super, well, not not quite all, but 90% of super funds, and by the end of next year, it'll be all super funds, will be compared and ranked. If you uh, belong to a super fund, which is one of the least well-performing ones, they'll have to call you and explain to you that they are an underperforming fund mm. and um, that you need to be aware of that and to try and explain why they've underperformed. If they underperform two years in a row, they won't be allowed to take new members. That's sort of just up for debate at the moment, but it looks like it's heading that way, that they won't be able to bring in new people. And this is a little bit more controversial because one year is not generally the best period over which to judge a fund's performance. You can have a good year or bad year. It also means that people are going to be less brave in terms of what they invest in. So we're going to have everybody investing in the same type of shares so they don't risk being an underperformer. So there are some flaws to the plan, but it will allow people like you and me who are super members to log onto a website, 
check exactly how their super is performing compared to other funds. And if they have any questions over it or if they're disappointed by this, it just gives them a bit more actual factual data to go along with if they want to discuss it with somebody or if they want to consider moving to another fund. Now, I imagine that, you know, it's good to be organised early on in life uh, with a good super account. (laughs) But say you've hit middle age or middle of your working life and you're hearing this and you're thinking, oh, no, maybe it's too late for me. Is it too late to set yourself up well for retirement? It's definitely never too late. I mean, the the figures are pretty scary in terms of how many people retire without adequate super. I think at the moment only around a quarter of Australians have enough for what is judged to be uh, a comfortable and not extravagant, but a comfortable retirement. And mm. um, so there's another measure which is actually going to change that and help that a bit more, which is at the moment, nine and a half percent of our salary automatically goes into super. It's called the super guarantee. From July 1st, that is 10%. And then by 2025, it will have worked its way up to 12%. So for some people, this will mean less take-home pay, but it will mean more super in our balances um, by the end of our lives. But to, to answer your question more directly, any day of the week, you can pick up your phone and change super funds. I, I've changed super funds, I think, about three times, just depending on different strategies that different funds are pursuing and performance. Fees are obviously really important. So you've, you've absolutely got time. You can also, particularly when you get towards the end of your working life, there are all sorts of um, contributions you can make which are which are tax deductible. So it's definitely worth looking into um, how you can boost your super if that's something that you feel is important. It can be really hard trying to work out whether the super you ha- uh, super fund that you have is performing as well as others and making comparisons can be difficult at this stage. Are there certain things that kind of the most important things to look out for when we're trying to choose a super fund? Are there are there deal breakers out yeah, there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so fees are, are really important just to make that really simple. If fund A makes a 10% return and fund B makes an identical 10% return, if fund A only has fees of 1%, you'll still get 9% overall. If fund B has fees of 2%, you'll only get 8%. So over time, this can really, really add up. So mm. fees are definitely the number one thing you should be looking out for. Broadly speaking, industry funds have lower fees than retail funds. So retail funds are, are funds offered by banks or insurers and industry funds are ones that tend to have grown out of industries and, and unions. This was really brought out very clearly in the Royal Commission. We saw on the whole super members who belong to banking, insurance, retail funds did a lot worse over time than industry funds. So that's a very obvious, easy thing to just check that you are with a fund that has low fees. It's legal requirement that it's really carefully spelled out what the fees are, admin fees, management fees. So you can really easily do a cross comparison. It's just giving money away if you're paying higher fees. That's really good advice <laughs> and important advice too. I know there was a opportunity to uh, dip into your super account through COVID-19 are there any other circumstances in which you can get early access and is it a good thing to do? I, that really depends on your own personal circumstances. And it's the, the thinking behind super is a good one insofar as it's tragic when you see uh, elderly people who don't have the ability to work anymore or really find many other income streams. They just don't have enough money. We're seeing a really terrifying epidemic of homeless older females who haven't worked for a while and haven't had the necessary savings and life's taken a wrong turn and they just don't have uh, enough support in place to be able to survive. So 
having a good super balance is really important. On the other hand, there are a couple of schemes where you can get money out. There's an ongoing hardship scheme where if you're in, in really difficult times, you can you can apply to get money out, similar to how people could during COVID-19, but it's a permanent feature and it's for less than, than the $20,000. Um, then there's also various, particularly the, the super scheme for first home buyers where you can get some money out to put towards um, a house if you're a first home buyer. In that sort of case, it, it could very well make sense just because house prices are running up so quickly if that does enable you to get a foot on the housing ladder. Mm. Um, it, that would have been a sensible bet in the last couple of years. So it does depend on your own circumstances, but um, certainly getting your super money up to to frivolously fritter away on on, on something fun is, is not generally seen as a particularly good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look... Jim Acton from The Seven Network, once again, you've helped us think through uh, money matters, but especially superannuation. It's confusing, but uh, I think you've made it a little bit clearer for us as we consider our respective futures. So thank you for that. My pleasure, Sam. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.